Good morning. This is Sharon Smaga, and this is Pop Coach Life, and my friend Sue is back. I just love spending time with her. It's good fellowship, so welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, I'm happy to be here, hanging out. <laughs> so, Pop Coach Life, uh, POP stands for Purpose Over Perfection, so we are pursuing the art of purpose over perfection, and so the goal is always... Um, for my listeners, that the conversations we're having, one, that they're real, they're authentic, they're relatable, um, they're not all polished up with hordes and hordes of good advice without any real meaning behind, you know, that we're all dealing with this thing called real life, including me, including Sue. Um, and just having conversations together to try to get people thinking, to maybe challenge your thinking and introduce new ideas that can help improve your quality of life and help you step deeper into your purpose. And my personal journey has been that over time, um, I could get very lost in the performance and trying to perfect a skill or a craft or a career or uh, a role in my life. And in that often lost sight of just enjoying what I was doing and understanding that in all of those days and moments, whether messy or well done or stressful, I was in my purpose. I just wasn't enjoying being in that purpose. So, and so Sue's back today, guys, and we were kind of uh, starting to chat about the idea of rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and as always, we started going into the conversation <laughs> before we hit record. So, yeah. Sue, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say let's back that up if we can and kind of start where we were and let you kick this off. Yeah. So I think, you know, the idea of rest is super important. Um, what we were kind of hitting on initially was just talking about that idea and, um, you know, that there's a there's something that rest looks like and it looks a little different for everybody, but the purpose of it. And the restoration that's needed in the balance that's needed in your life is important. Mm -hmm. And so it is going to look a little bit different for everyone. Um, And, you know, I kind of mentioned that I think that, um, well, we didn't, we didn't quite get into all this, but, you know, in thinking about the idea of rest, I know like personally things I've experienced or seen or heard was, you know, that there's this um, keeping up with the Joneses type mentality in our society where um there's something Sharon talked about a couple weeks ago um or a week or so ago about ideals this thing um and striving people have talked about striving to to look like somebody and that in doing that sometimes we fill up every free moment to try to do Uh, and do and do the unreachable ideal right yes (laughs) and so um when it really, when we embrace what our life is and and our purpose that you just were talking about, that there's time in there that really we need to be carving out for rest. And that ultimately makes us healthier human beings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I just wanted to kind of talk about that, um, you know, get advice on what, you know, the the purpose is of rest and the need for that. And then just maybe kind of what you think and what I think it looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, so I know I, um, I think I read something that was shared recently too, that, you know, it said that there's days where you feel like, you know, you need to be in bed 
watching Netflix cover it up and that people used to be like, man, get up out of bed and do something with your life. But sometimes that's what rest looks like for people is just a day where they have to reset mentally. And, um, and so, yeah. So what would you say maybe first of all would look what rest should be in someone's life? Well, I mean, at the risk of this sounding kind of silly to say, it should be restorative, mm-hmm. right? So if I'm curled up in my PJs watching Netflix, am I avoiding or am I recharging? Am mm-hmm. I restoring? Mm-hmm. Am I um, actively contributing to resiliency is another way to think about it, right? So this idea of resilience is our ability to bounce back from adversity, Um, I think of resiliency a lot as kind of sort of being elastic, being able to move and flow with the ebbs and tides of life without being overcome by it. So the activity, um, and I do a lot of this in my life very intentionally. So I kind of have, I don't think I realized it till just now, but I sort of have criterion in place for it. Like, is it building my physical well-being and, and mental well-being? Is it um, building up my body in a right way? So even if I'm working out, if I'm working out to the point where I I think about, I just had a conversation with my youngest who's in college, uh, who's gotten into weightlifting. And we talk about like, you know, resting in between workouts because you're literally ripping muscle to build it. So if you rip muscle, but you don't get enough, the right nutrition, if you don't get enough sleep, If you aren't, uh, if you're overdoing it, right? If you're underdoing it or overdoing it, you're not going to hit that building point. So it's kind of a great analogy for the conversation, I think, because sometimes to, to rest and grow, we have to sit still long enough to sit with some things that kind of feel like they might tear us up a little. Uh, but we have to do that. But to build muscle in life, to build resiliency and strength, we have to rest. It's not just about going to the gym and working out to look good in your spandex or your mini skirt or whatever your goal is, we have to rest because if we don't rest, our brains don't repair, our bodies don't repair. So, Mm -hmm. and that's just with like sleep in sleep, our bodies do a lot Mm -hmm. of, um, our memory is doing its job. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, I'd be curious to see the stats between people who have memory issues and the amount of sleep they get, Mm -hmm. because even in our sleep, uh, Things are going into long-term memory. There's so much happening. Mm -hmm. And that's just the stuff that we know. There's so much we don't know about the brain, right? Mm -hmm. But we know that sleep is restorative. Now, if you're sleeping chronically because you're depressed, that's a different sort of thing. That's not restoration. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think... That's avoidance. I think that's a good point is that, you know, what is going to be restful in a restorative way is going to look different for different mm-hmm. people be based on why you're doing are, it. what they're yeah yeah what they're yeah why they're doing it what their habits are so so yeah someone that is like you said sleeping you know for somebody maybe taking a nap is their restful thing that they do because they're able to calm down maybe meditate do something where they're able to just rest they take a 15 minute nap they get up and they're rejuvenated but somebody that's chronically sleeping and having other things going on that's Mm -hmm. not their 
I'm there. actually jealous of all you nappers out there. I can't <laughs> yeah. nap. My husband was a napper. Mm-hmm. He'd set the timer for 20 minutes because that's mm-hmm. a full sleep cycle. And he'd hop up yeah. like he had springs on his feet, right? You can't fall asleep. But I am the girl. In fact, my youngest teases me about it. He's like, well, mom, I better let you go. It's 730. It's probably your bedtime, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And we're like, ha, ha, ha. One of the things that works for me is um, I get up at 6 o'clock virtually every morning of my life. And I am usually in bed or headed to bed by nine at the latest, sometimes Mm -hmm. 10, because research does show that consistency in sleep is really important for physical and mental Mm -hmm. well-being. And that has always, because I can't nap. I I wish I could be a napper. Maybe Mm -hmm. when I retire, I'll figure (laughs) out how to be a napper. Um, But that there's that consistency. And so those are patterns of rest. Sometimes I will intentionally... I tend to keep a very active social life because I am single again, and that's very healthy for me. So that's part of my resiliency and restoration. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I just need to check out and be alone, and I will schedule a weekend off. And I'll mm-hmm. tell people I'm booked, and I am. I'm booked. I got a date with myself and my PJs on a Saturday. Um, now, if I'm sitting around in my pajamas all day long every Saturday, that's a problem. That's not healthy. I'm disengaging somehow, right? So there's like a there's like the day to day, maybe week to week type rest, and then there's the deep treatment rest. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes you need that. Yeah, that heavy the heavy reset. Of, I have a day like, tomorrow mm-hmm. for some of my clients that listen to this. I'm gonna tell y'all right now. I'm playing hooky. <laughs> <laughs> I have now established yeah. what I call a rotating hooky day. And that what that means is the days that I work with my clients that I take one day a month and it can't be the same. So it can't be like a Monday every month. So this week, this month, it's a Wednesday. Next month, I will take one Thursday. Gosh, I'm 50. I'm almost 54 and I still have the idea of playing hooky. Mm-hmm. There's something about that that's so freeing for yeah. me because I kind of get all the rest of y'all are at work and I just get to yeah. be and whether that means reading a novel or spending some time in the hammock in the beautiful sunshine. Tomorrow, I'm actually, some friends are taking me up uh, out of town and said, come with us and let's go shop a little after one of them has a medical appointment. And they're going to pick me up and we're going to go do that. And I get to hang out with my little nephew, uh, their baby boy. And that's restorative for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, And it's that, it's sort of a more of a bone deep because it's not my daily ritual or routine. Mm -hmm. It's kind of off of that. And I think sometimes we need, if it's helpful to know this guys, I think sometimes we need to do things that are off pattern, not habitual, Mm -hmm. that are not the routine of things to help kind of refresh and restore. And I like doing the hooky day once a month because there's no pressure. Like I don't have to plan to get on a plane. It's not a vacation. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to full on plan. Right. I don't have to miss a lot of time off from work. Mm-hmm. I just get to go play for a day. Well, and I think you're hitting, you're hitting on it too, is there's things that we do that we could talk about a million things that are healthy lifestyle choices of like you were talking about earlier, like it, it's healthy for you to do something, you know, physical activity. It's health, you know, it's good to eat well. It's good to mm-hmm. get enough sleep. So those are things that are like regular things. So when you talk about rest, it's not necessarily doing one of those things. It's how I look at it is it's doing something that's allowing you to have 
a mental energy break. Yes. So if you, whatever, yes. what you do day to day, there's things that are very healthy, but by this hooky day, you're doing something that doesn't require the mental energy that you have to output every day. I don't day. even have to drive. You don't, so yeah. I just sit just, in the back with the baby mm-hmm. and goof around if he's awake and visit with my friends. They do yeah. all the hard work. Mm-hmm. Like I literally have to put no energy in except to play and be and enjoy and can we let's talk about play Mm -hmm. because adults need to play Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) we have lost the art of play Mm -hmm. we largely don't let our kids have what we call free play anymore which by the way is the number one way to help your child's brain develop is free play Mm -hmm. and we've lost that so if you're listening to this go check that out research Mm -hmm. it i can't encourage you enough let your kids get bored. It's healthy out of boredom and rest and free play. We become more creative and there is restoration in that and energy in that. And even as adults, we need to play. Mm-hmm. I get to go play with friends tomorrow and mm-hmm. baby boy, my little nephew and goof around. Oh, I got to spend time with him last Friday morning babysitting because they were in a jam and it was so I had to drive. I had to get up early. I'm not a morning person. And I said, I will leave the house by seven to head your way so that you have time to show me whatever and not be in a rush before you have to go at 730. And that morning I'm like, oh, there might not be enough caffeine in the world. But when I got there and he's finishing up his little breakfast, you know, he can kind of feed himself now and mom leaves and everybody's gone and it's just me and him. And then he finally gets restless and wants out of his um, high chair And so I get him down and it's so funny because we just started playing Mm -hmm. because he can crawl and pull himself up and he busted into a kitchen cabinet. He got out ahead of me one time that morning and it was great because he, he was opening the cabinet where I found colanders and Tupperware things and things to bang and play with Mm -hmm. that weren't like all these foofy, noisy baby toys. Mm-hmm. To distract, mm-hmm. you know, the original yeah. STEM toys. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, so I went and pulled that stuff out of the cabinets. And we literally sat on the kitchen floor for probably an hour just playing mm-hmm. with Tupperware and a colander and goofing around and yeah. sending mom videos at work. And that's probably a little disruptive with that. Sorry, <laughs> mom, if you're listening. But <laughs> we need yes. to play just mm-hmm. like kids need to play. We need to play. And in that play. I forgot I was tired. Mm -hmm. I was just having fun playing with him. Yeah. It was a riot. Mm -hmm. We need to play. Yeah. And you have to go off script in this world and protect your room to rest and to play Mm -hmm. and to restore. Right. You really have to be willing to go off script. Yeah. In saying all of that, like there's, there's things like, I think I'd have to agree that there's days I know, like during the winter, I love to ski and skiing is a big play day for me like that's a huge like I I think partly too and maybe you experience some of this but like when you're in that moment there's not other thoughts going on in your head and so for Mm -hmm. me like skiing is like that it's just I'm focused on that and I'm not even thinking about and so like like you probably experienced in that moment too just taking that time to play and so I think that you know the ultimate underlying common factor is that you're giving your brain a a rest from Constant thoughts, the demands of Of mental life, toll, energy, thought, um, decision making and things like that. And you're Mm -hmm. just, and you're just playing or 
resting. And so I have kind of a silly example too that, um, but when I talk about like mental energy and just like this day-to-day, like sometimes I think for me, it feels like if I can just not have to make decisions to me, that feels restful. And so in a really silly way, like sometimes meal planning in my head, I think meal planning is wonderful. I don't, I have like, like Pinterest, multiple Pinterest words, but I never do it because even the planning itself, but I have found a way where we can kind of have, we use like a meal delivery thing and in the meal itself is planned out. And so it's just a way for me to not have to even think yeah. about the question of what to make or what to do. Yeah. It's just an easier thing and it's amazing. So this, I think there are like little things that you can maybe work in that allow you to have a little break from expending so much mental energy, but then on a bigger scale planning things that actually give you mm-hmm. a longer time to... Yeah, we're not talking about absconding your throne of responsibilities <laughs> right. in your adult life. There's enough right. people doing that. <laughs> wow, right? We're talking about managing that you're an adult with a lot of responsibility, but also honoring that by intentionally finding ways to give yourself mental breaks. Mm-hmm. Um I joke with you a lot about my greatest thrill right now is if to go home and sometimes if I want, I just eat a bowl of cold cereal for dinner because there's nobody depending on me, Mm -hmm. right? Except two puppies and I, they each get a scoop of dog food and I get a scoop of cereal, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And there's just no decision making Mm -hmm. really beyond a certain simple decision. There's no considering what somebody else might want to do because I'm, you know, home alone now, guys. And so I'm just choosing to relish that. Right. You know, I miss my kid. I miss being married. I miss noise and family around the house. But the season I'm in right now is I am on my own. And so I'm choosing to, uh, and this is part of my rest, and I'm very extroverted. So this is not about personality or temperament. Part of my rest right now is quiet, to go home to the quiet. Mm -hmm. And not the quiet where I'm sitting overthinking everything or thinking about all the things I have to do. The permission to just go home and be quiet and be Mm -hmm. and start with a simple choice of what do I want to do about dinner. Mm -hmm. Um, One night last week I went, oh, the weather is beautiful. And we have, um, for our listeners, we have a little kind of, just a lovely little winery restaurant in town now in our little city. And they have a patio on the east side of the building, which is Mm -hmm. critical in Mm -hmm. my world. (laughs) Very Mm -hmm. important. So at six o'clock, I just went, I want to go sit on the patio at the winery and read my novel and have a chicken salad. Mm -hmm. And to just to go and sit and rest and to have people around me, but not anybody I was responsible for and enjoy good food, beautiful, beautiful weather here this Mm -hmm. time of year, right? Where the the air is like wine, as my mother used Mm -hmm. to say, and the sheer pleasure of reading a novel. Mm -hmm. That was quiet rest for me in a way. I didn't have to make any big decisions. It was just being, but to even go home at night um, if, if you don't have this in your life, even if it's 20 minutes of quiet, you can carve out once a week somewhere, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, remember the old commercials, Cal, go and take me away. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's the mom hiding in the bathtub and the kids yeah. are like, mom, mom, like, Cal, go and take me mm-hmm. away. 
finding space for quiet to just be mm-hmm. and to be still is really, really important. Mm-hmm. I am particularly in a season of that right now in my life. I'm just choosing to really embrace because I don't know how long a season it will be. But I know I've been a mama for going on 30 years. My oldest turns 30 this week. I know I've been a wife taking care of a husband. Uh, before he passed, we took care of his mom till she passed. You know, I've been in a season of taking care of people and it's sort of how I'm built. You know, it's why I do this for a living. But now I'm in this season of where I just get to have some very quiet, be still time in my life. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Mm -hmm. If I want to sit and not turn on the TV, if I just want to go sit and knit a dishcloth, you know, so carve out, we need space to be still. And if that looks like feeding your family cereal for dinner, y'all have our permission. That's okay. (laughs) To have cereal for dinner. Yeah. Once, if it's once a week. There's nutritional, yeah. there's added iron to those. Add a boss that used good. to joke. You know, I just don't feel like I'm a very good mom. I kind of threw Pop-Tarts at their heads on the way out the door. And I used to think, and? That's food. They're not going to die. Yeah. You know, because I think we uh, we are in the generation where like we're all o- almost over-parenting in some mm-hmm. respects. And shoot, I grew up drinking out of the garden hose, running barefoot all summer. And Yeah. Yeah. I, we didn't do the streetlight thing. Like I heard a lot of people say, mm-hmm. my mother had a real cowbell cast iron. <laughs> and you could hear that thing clear across the neighborhood. And if she rang that and your butt wasn't home within five minutes, yeah, <laughs> boy, you were in deep trouble. Other than that, we just ran around and played. Yeah. Um, so I think giving ourselves grace to yes. have that rest, whatever it needs to look like. Oh, well, that goes back to that unachievable ideals, right? Mm-hmm. What's your right. ideal? It does. Yeah, if you have this ideal in your head, like, Mm -hmm. and I did for a long time as a mom, uh, God bless my oldest son, you know, how to be the perfect mom so we could have the perfect little family and da 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 and then I'd be Mm -hmm. happy. Well, that never worked. You know, here's my youngest going off to college. They're 12 years apart, my boys. And the last seven years, I've been parenting on my own because my husband died actually almost exactly seven years ago. And I just didn't even have the energy to try to pretend I could. Mm-hmm. And I think I actually got a, in some respects, I think it's been a better experience. Uh, aside from the loss, which was devastating, but in terms of how each of my kids have experienced me as a mom, mm-hmm. I think Caleb's had a better experience in a lot of ways because I just quit trying to live up to some ideal. Mm-hmm. The realistic one needs to be just the healthiest version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's you know, going to look different for everybody. And we don't know what those, you know, somebody that we think looks like having a perfect life is actually going on inside them. And so what we need to do is just focus on what's the healthiest version of ourselves. Yes. And it's always going to include. And I'm going to tell all you moms and dads out there, whatever you think that perfect family looks like down the block or at your church or whatever. I've spent a lot of years working in mental health and, there is what you think you know about a family and the real turmoil and struggle they're dealing with that mm-hmm. you don't know. Right. Because they're not going to ring your doorbell, bring you a casserole and say, let me tell you how screwed up we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. We are all struggling. Like if we accept that baseline, I think we'd have permission to let go of 
kind of this overachieving that we're doing these unreasonable ideals and we would be more comfortable being at rest and at play. If, you know, it's my pleasure to cook for my son when he's home for college, but if there's a night I'm tired and he just wants to play a, a board game or watch a movie with me and we're eating instant ramen for dinner, there's nothing about spending two hours in the kitchen that's going to get me that connection with him if we're tired and we just need to be together. He's coming tired from driving. I'm tired from my week at work or whatever. I want the quality of that time together more than I want to be some kind of mom that I think will impress other people. Right. And I, I think we've kind of diverted a little, but this is really important because it ties back to why do we don't let ourselves rest and play. Mm-hmm. So. I think we should probably wrap yeah. mm-hmm. on this one so it right. doesn't go too long. <laughs> For my listeners out there, I hope this is a helpful conversation. I always say that when Sue and I get together, we're just trying to have a real conversation between two girlfriends, two sisters in Christ, and share from our hearts and with the the hope and my prayers that will benefit anyone listening in some way. Mm-hmm. So we love y'all. Keep pursuing a purpose over perfection. Um really important thing to learn to do for a quality of life and enjoying what you have. I love you guys. Take care and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.